welcome to Two Slant Trees. This is a podcast where a married couple go through a book together. Last season, we went through Brené Brown's book. Um, what was it called? The Gifts of Imperfection. Right. That was an imperfection, Jeff. That was an imperfection. We'll leave that in. Don't edit be. that out. I won't edit. And this season, we just announced last week that we are going through the book called Pure Pleasure by... Gary. Gary... Gary Thomas. Thomas. I always think Gary Chapman, but it's not Gary Chapman. It's no. Gary Thomas. And not Gary Larson. He writes The Far Side. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, sweetie. So, um, yeah, it's been a week. We intended to do a podcast earlier this week and do two this week, but the week happened. Yeah. We didn't get around to it. We just finished up our second feast of this Advent season. And what happened? Well, well, we did ham, scalloped potatoes. So that's one of my favorites. It is. Things to have. But, well, I, I went to a wedding shower today, which was the first time I've ever done that. Online. Uh, yeah, online. So it felt different. And I realized it actually was a wedding shower. It was for my cousin. Or who had a baby. baby shower. A baby shower. Sorry, yeah. I, I haven't been to, well, I've now been to, I've been to a wedding shower ever either, I don't think. So I got to do all those games, which. Well, it's well, hard now, when now you don't I've have a purse, experience. right? Yeah. But then I forgot to put the ham in. That's the point of that story. And so we ate a bit later than expected. And then we couldn't find our meat thermometer because our toddler likes to get into our cutlery drawer and walk away with stuff. Usually whatever's sharpest, he'll try and walk away with that. So it ended up being a pretty traditional feast in that sense where it didn't get finished. Like medieval and that we didn't know whether or not we got trichinosis? Yeah, or... <laughs> it was a pre-cooked ham. I yes, think we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Um... Often these big meals never get eaten at the time that they're intended. It's not uncommon. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I got this big ham bone. I'll make pea soup. And so I threw that on the stove. And then I think I put the boys to bed. And I came back out and all the water boiled off. And I was, was like, smoking. I smell burning. <laughs> and he's like, oh, crap. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> but Our house smells. We wasted like probably 50 cents worth of split peas. So I'm really, uh, yeah, really, it's the bone that's more really worn down about that. Our house smells like burnt pea soup. It's not that bad. I've burned, I'm burning candles to try and... So, um, that's not really what we went out for when we were going for a weekly feast, but, <clears throat> no, I was sitting there eating my glorious, glorious scalloped potatoes, which are a lot easier, by the way, when you have a, what is it in English? Robo culinaire, uh, food processor, food processor that yeah. cuts all of them for you. Yeah. Mm, all the potatoes. Yeah. Life changing. But I real like, you know, I was sitting there eating my amazing potatoes and the boys were being boys and i was like oh yeah <laughs> why are we doing this because <laughs> we're making memories yeah that was kind of what we decided i decided in my head this tastes good and it's a reason for me to be like we're having this feast mom and dad decided this is what we're eating you just have to like suck it up because yeah. every other day of the week i try to be a little bit accommodating which is hard when teddy only eats rice yeah. but he ate the ham yeah did you notice he was trying to cut it like a civilized human being oh i didn't see that yeah i did good for him we were busy distracted by the other one that's less one of the others that's less civilized um so oh that's I have but a i learned about advent because i think okay. last week we were wondering are you supposed to be fasting during advent i guess you were wondering that yeah and some people do but i guess one of the first people to start celebrating advent was pope gregory gregory the great and he's a he's one of the good guys one mm -hmm. of the good popes uh didn't have any kids um, but, uh, but yeah, he was a, a good Pope and he said, you don't have to fast. 
Okay. So. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever heard of fasting during Advent. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, do... it's like a waiting thing. Yeah, a waiting. Life, right? There's it's like solemn and feels kind of like oddly sad, but hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is. Okay. So I remember at church once we were sing, we sang, Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of minor key, right? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like waiting and sad. Yeah. <laughs> Someone was like, why do, they, why do English people sing such sad songs for Christmas? This makes no sense. Christmas is supposed to be happy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Are they different in French? I, I guess. I don't know. Christmas, well, I mean, Christmas songs are French. It's like, vive le vent, vive le vent. <laughs> That's all we know. It's That's like... jingle bells, but it means long live the wind or something. Jack thinks that makes no sense, and neither do I. So, any French speakers explain well, yeah. jingle vive bells Vive le vent d'hiver. Live, um, the, live the winter wind. It's like, no, please not. not yeah, you obviously haven't lived in Montreal because that is bitter. Yeah, corner bitter. of uh, Maisonneuve and Atwater. Oh, gosh. The wind tunnel. Um, yeah, that is... I can feel it in my bones right now. Um, well, I guess that's our homework for this week is to look up French Christmas carols. But yes. Christmas carols often are in those like minor kind of keys. Well, I, I think Advent carols are in minor keys because you're waiting. But then Christmas carols are like, Oh, you just broke my brain. the herald angels sing. You just broke my brain. Joy to the world. Like, when it's your rise, you're happy. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. This whole, like, di- differentiation between Advent and Christmas is just, like, not a thing for your, me growing up. No, we just sang all the same songs the same, you uh, know. Every time. Away in a manger for Easter. <laughs> That's not what I mean. I said Advent and Christmas. I didn't say it. I thought you were going to say Away in the Manger and Jingle Bells. <laughs> uh, I think I did that here growing up. Probably. We had fun. Right? Yeah. It was supposed to be fun. Which is kind of what we're talking about today. Fortifying yourself with pleasure is the name of the chapter. But first, I wanted to read the only review that we got this week on iTunes. Thank oh. you, Maria, for giving us five stars. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, one of our seven listeners... You too can do so by leaving a comment or leaving a review on iTunes. This is what we'll she said. We'll even read like two star reviews. Oh yeah, yeah. But maybe with commentary. But I mean, it's not like we're trying to get famous here. This is we're just having fun here. Yeah. Pure pleasure, right, Willie? Pure. So she says this duo is definitely one of my favorite discoveries of 2020. Through this podcast, you will get to experience an honest and deep review of the books they are reading. Their discussions are a mix of intellectual and philosophical thoughts with a great dose of sarcasm, sassiness, and nerdiness. Their side comments are also hilarious. Highly recommended. Thanks very much, Maria. I almost called you Mariah. I think you'll take it, though, right? Um, so, um, yes, if you want to be reviewed, not reviewed. You want to leave a review, we will probably share it. Unless there becomes suddenly, like, hundreds and hundreds of reviews, which it's 2020, it won't happen. Maybe the same person could leave multiple reviews. I don't think that's actually allowed. Oh, okay. Like iTunes prevents that kind of thing. Well, now you know. So, um, so this chapter, finally. Fortifying yourself with pleasure. So what is the gist of what he's saying, Willie? Yeah. Um, yeah, partly, well, I think it's kind of like two parts to it. One is kind of saying that like, maybe it's kind of, I mean, jumps off the intro about how sometimes Christians can get into like this track of just really denying themselves and just kind of defining themselves by what they're against, maybe. But 
yeah, kind of that from the title of like fortifying yourself with pleasure, that if you actually want to be, um, be obedient to God, it's not just about negation, but it's actually about like kind of managing your life in a way that you're actually happy, at peace with your life, at peace with what's going on and filled up with good things. So you mm-hmm. have kind of the energy to kind of face the challenges and the, and the hard things in life. Yeah. Well, he kind of, he kind of says, well, yeah, like the chapter s- starts, it's like, if you are able to enjoy your life enough in a like holy and pure way, you will be more likely to be able to like abstain from temptation. Yeah. Um, he does, like he says, um, He says, embracing pleasure must always begin with a heart being renewed by God's Holy Spirit. And he's pretty clear on saying, like, I'm not, he, this is a quote, I am not suggesting that we can pleasure ourselves out of temptation because with a sin-weakened heart, if I'm presented with two pleasures, one a healthy and one destructive one, I'm likely to choose the wrong one. So, like, he's just straight up about the fact that sin will always capture our, our, our imaginations in some way. But if our imaginations are quite full with good things, we will be less likely tempted, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but he, 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 like, he does go pretty hard on there for a second. He says, again, I'm not suggesting that pleasure is a sufficient tool in itself because we all have sin-stained hearts and the ancient lessons about our need for the spiritual discipline, sacrifice, self-denial, mortification, and detachment still apply. Without these, I am a fool to generously embrace pleasure because in only a matter of time, that pleasure will consume me. With Mm. these spiritual practices, however, Mm. and while enjoying the benefits of a redeemed life, the active counsel of God's Holy Spirit and the support of God's community, I can begin to truly enjoy that life, perhaps for the very first time. So he kind of talks, he says, he uses the word in a progressive journey of faith. Like God recenters our desires towards holy pleasures and good things. I think that probably is why we often see people who are like new believers, like shun things that older believers are more comfortable with again. Yeah. Because they've, you know, had the time to be like, okay, I don't, I don't need to do those things. But then as they are fortified in their faith more and their spiritual disciplines and whatever. Well, I think even, yeah, learning that it's okay to have fun too. Right. I think there's something of a, how how faith is defined or what kind of what faith is like culturally Mm -hmm. people expect that oh if i'm going to be serious about following jesus i gotta conform to like this maybe preset cultural norm of like christians being kind of serious serious and boring and then someone has to come and say no like you can have fun (laughs) i remember that do you remember that when i think it was when we were newlyweds our our boss got really excited about he just was like because we're in ministry, that's what we do. He's just like, you know what? This could be fun. We could be, like, having fun. Ministry can be fun. And that was, like, his really big kick hmm. when we were doing our launches that fall. He's like, ministry is fun. Let's have fun. I mean, now that we know that he's an Enneagram 7, it makes a whole lot more sense. But um, I had forgotten that it could be fun. Hmm. I was just like, this is all just dreary hard work. Just dreary. Drudgery. But it is, like, interesting. I mean, when you think of... Um, what I often think of like mature believers, it's people who are like, um, I guess formerly now this is changing. Yeah. People who are kind of ascetic, I guess you think they're stronger. Ascetic? Be- like 
Sorry, ascetic, I think. Sure, is yeah. What's, what's a... Sorry, I guess I'm being a narc here. But... <laughs> no, because... Ascetic is vinegar. Yeah, <laughs> acidic. <laughs> not acidic. Ascetic? Ascetic. Not aesthetic. Aesthetic is someone who likes beautiful things. Like That's me, you. I like you. Um, the people who are like the monks. Yes. We think if you are able to deny yourself enough, then you're holy. Yeah. And there is a place for the mortification of sin. And denying yourself. Yeah. Sin. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know why it is that sometimes you have a hard time just being comfortable with people doing stuff just because they liked it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we say, like, you know, if someone says, why'd you do that? And, you're, and they're like, well, I, I just, you know. I like eating out. That's why I went to that restaurant. There wasn't like, I'm not trying to like yeah, support small businesses. Or, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I just like the food. You just know? The food and I just like to not cook. Yeah. And that's okay. Because yeah. we moralize everything, right? Yeah, yeah. We're like, you're a consumer. You're hyper-consumeristic. You shouldn't like capitalism. Yeah. But it's better than communism, I guess, right? I think so. As far as I can tell. As far as you can tell. But yeah, so I think I still struggle with this. I mean, I do and I don't. Not your cap. Well, you that's struggle that. with communism. Your, yeah, no, I struggle with your. I think everyone struggled under communism, to be honest. <laughs> to this day, um, yeah, I'm still like just. I've been pondering about how boring Christians. Hmm. Like, not boring Christians, because we have fun, but um, seriousness. Serious. Seriously, Jack's been saying that a lot. Seriously, Dad? I was like, wow, you listen to me too much. Seriously, Jack, what are you doing? Um, the seriousness of the faith. Like, Advent is so serious. Why so serious? I don't understand. This is, I guess this is the part that you just do not connect with. Yeah, I think not. Because you're just like, woo, vive la vent. Yeah. <laughs> Jingle bells. <laughs> Frosty the snowman. I guess maybe I've learned some of the lessons from this. That it's that you're it's just, easier when you're happy. It's easier when you're happy. Or yeah. You're a whole Although life. I think we gotta talk about because we're talking about what makes you happy and what's fun. But there's a deep like there's the, like the like because those are kind of like shallow words. So we want to talk about like okay. joy yeah. or so, pleasure, which seem more. She said he like read oh, that okay. paragraph there. Sure. Okay. We have largely lost the concept of creating inviting communities in which people get built up with joy strengthened in celebration and nurtured in holy pleasure now we must not we cannot neglect the poor or lose our zeal for mission outreach but in the same way for the sake of honoring god securing our children's faith and supporting our own witness we must not and cannot neglect celebrating god's goodness and faithfulness mm -hmm. potlucks church potlucks right <clears throat> that's true some of them were quite good i mean it was the only time Church potlucks were the only time you could have a meal entirely of jello. <laughs> With marshmallows in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, there's a recipe, a jello recipe that involves carrot, like shaved carrots. Yeah. It's, you learn to avoid that. But like, I and guess for like a, yeah, a little kid, an eight-year-old boy, from what I can remember, we the are... fact that I could go to a potluck and only pick the stuff off that I liked. I liked, yeah. And often, often there was enough that I could have a whole meal of jello. Yeah, that, that's pure pleasure. That's I pure guess. pleasure. So that's maybe because I remember the church I grew up in. I remember it as being a really, really fun place. Mm -hmm. You know, I think maybe it. Oh, 
it's it's kind of a, it has it had a pretty serious worship service. Yeah, it felt like, but everything I remember was just fun. There's a lot of young kids. Yeah, a lot of kids running around and yeah. Church potlucks. Yeah, we also I think growing up my there was a, several years where my parents were in a small group that had a bunch of kids my age as well and it was a really good group like they would meet weekly we would just play and i guess i was eight what eight or nine and we would go camping every summer as a group together it was really fun it was a really good time and that was like yeah we we really enjoyed that um i definitely he says we must not cannot neglect the poor or lose our zeal i thought he said neglect the poor or losers which is also true you should not neglect the losers of which all of us are. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ came to save losers. <laughs> yeah, but I think, so I, I I like what he says there. We should not lose our zeal for missional outreach, but I think that's actually probably the end of the pendulum that a lot of, well, I guess that's not true. Some of the, say, oh, the circles that we you're gonna You're going to lose your focus. You're going to lose your... You're too outwardly focused. Like, I guess some churches tend to be either very inwardly focused or very outwardly focused. But yeah. Yeah. Few are... Although I guess I don't know if any churches really set out or any people really set out to be not fun. Or maybe I'm just naive here. I think people get trapped in things that aren't fun and then try to convince them that they're, that it's pleasure or that it's good or it's worth it. But then like, it's like they're not just willing to say, this is not worth it. I mean, I could think of an example like, Everybody texted and said, Dutch Blitz is fun. And I was like, it is fun. But you've had the confidence to just say, this is not worth it for me. This is not fun. I'm not playing that game at Christmas time anymore. Yeah. I'll play with Jack. Yeah. Because I win. Because you win. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, it's, it's worth it for the people. Yeah. So what is an example of what you were trying to say before I derailed? And... Oh, of uh, people kind of getting trapped and saying in and things stuff. that maybe aren't. In boring things? Yeah. I don't know. Like, um, like, so like church potlucks, right? Mm-hmm. Like an eight year old kid, they're yeah. like great jello for supper, you know, or jello for lunch. Um, but then I don't know, as you get a bit older and you're like, you kind of know how to cook and you're like, this food isn't great. And so if the conversation isn't like, if the conversation isn't good or if the relationship's not good, it's like, it can Why be like really unpleasant. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like really suffering. And then it's like, well, do you have the ability to make a change? You know, make actually like either bring better food. Can you afford to bring better food? Church's first potlucks. (laughs) We that was a severe turning point when the church's potlucks picked up. Yeah, and we right. We used to be like people bring like beans or something. No, it was that because we had such a young church of like a bunch of university aged kids, and we were of the group, and we were in Montreal. Everybody bought baguette and brie, and it was like our potlucks were like. Several sticks of baguette and, like, a couple cheeses and that's it. And then I think probably Kim came from church, or came, started coming, and she grew brought up ca- in church. Made a Baptist. casserole. She brought a giant <laughs> casserole to feed, like, the entire group, and then things started changing. And then people were like, oh, yeah, you gotta bring, like, like yeah. Enough food, food to feel, feed people. Yeah. Not be cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So now... But, yeah, if you don't get over that hump of, like, hey, people are actually investing enough into it, then, how, yeah can be tricky to sometimes make those changes and make it actually like so that the music is good or that the food tastes good or that the conversation is pleasant yeah 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 um so yeah i have to find my notes here let me see your notes oh yeah sure 
Um, why do you think we, like, Christians tend to be kind of not fun people? Do you think that's a true statement? I'm not we have a reputation for it because we don't drink as much as other people or at all. Or, you know, people have been quoted as saying things like dancing is sinful, which is still upheld in certain denominational circles. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think... See, I, th- I think there's like a whole mindset of judgmentalism that runs through like our entire culture. Yeah. And so, and people associate that with faith. And so people from the outside looking at religious people are like, oh, they must be really, really judgmental. They must be really, really harsh, right? Within that community. Cause it's like, it's just like the mindset of a, a structured community must be really, really harsh. Cause we think of kind of think of all rules as like limits. And, uh, don't, it's, I think it's, I think it's just actually like whatever media, whatever culture has a hard time seeing how a structured community is actually, uh, a welcoming and a fun place. I actually, I feel like Muslims get this pretty hard that they get kind of misconstrued and they don't, you would never pick up on the media from media the way that, um, for for a lot of Muslims, like their faith is like it's family it's community it's support and it's culture like it's yeah, it's, it's this whole support network yeah. where, where it's like these are the people like i, I live my life with and have fun with i bet they have incredible potluck i guess yeah i don't know i don't know how you say potluck in in, in arabic some technically i don't think we're supposed to say potluck in some churches either right are we supposed to say pot blessing but what <laughs> Luck is I don't think dubious. we're allowed to say potluck in French or in Quebec either. What is what is it? What would be the the Ontario or the, not the Ontario? <laughs> oh, the QLF. Quebec, yeah, the, the uh, Quebec. Anyway, so board. I feel like I don't want to get too far afield here because we're talking a lot about potlucks. That we live in a. I think people are very judgy everywhere, oh, yeah. and so when they see like there is there is so basically what you're saying high is standards you, within Christianity. Yeah. Right. But because they're not doing it, they feel judged. Yeah, they, they feel judged by it. And so can't see how it's like there's it's actually can there's actually yeah. fun within that too. I think an element is the pure part of it, pure pleasure. Hmm. Like because I think ideally there will be almost a childlikeness or a to the innocence fun. to it, yeah. Innocence to it because it isn't as tainted with yeah like evil <laughs> sin or whatever yeah yeah and so we are able to find joy i mean in some ways we're forced to find joy in these simpler things because that's what that's that that is those are the parameters we're allowed to have have joy and fun in yeah yeah and i think there is <clears throat> you know um Bible talks about like taking care of like the the weaker brother but it's also like this just principle of being an inclusive community too mm-hmm. Right. And so sometimes being inclusive, there's a cost to it because there's just like things you can't you can't do. Like if if you at your church have people that are like in a wheelchair, well, you can't go climb a mountain with them. Yeah. Right. You have to find something that, that they can do. You know? Yeah. Um, but there's there's benefits to that, too. Right. Like and yeah. Or, or like there, and there can be other ways that that plays out. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, if you're when you're looking out for a whole community that there's good in that. Now, it, but it can be challenging. You miss out on some things, too. Yeah. When you want to bring everyone along. So, so I have a question for you, Willie. Okay. I have an answer. Um, 
What are some pleasures that you enjoy totally guilt-free? Totally guilt-free. Okay, I mean, <clears throat> what, yeah, maybe I won't say totally guilt-free, but that are not sinful. Okay. The re I'll explain once you, once you okay, turn I the question have, back have on a, me. Okay, because I a seared conscience. Okay. <laughs> um, I like, I like riding my bike, and I like, especially when I get to go biking with Jack. That's always fun. I, always, I noticed that about you when we were in Paris. Yeah. And you were like, you rode that bike at the Vélib everywhere in your red, your red rain jacket. You were just like, <laughs> it was just... you were like a five-year-old boy. <laughs> so I think that's why you like riding bike with Jack because you're like both five-year-old boys. Yeah. That's just, yeah, it's just a good way of getting around the city. <laughs> uh, I like baked goods. So prior to pandemic, chocolatine and croissant. Oh, no, not really croissants. The chocolate tins have chocolate in them, so that I mean that's really Naturally. good. Naturally, but then you started baking, and now I feel like that's pure pleasure. Yeah. Right. It's like the gluten full stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, this is true. There's no suffering involved in in them. <laughs> For you. Um, so w when I was thinking about what do I enjoy guilt free as yeah. a mom, I'm like, oh, all of these things are <laughs> could have guilt associated with them, like. My morning coffee in the quiet. I don't always get... I mean, you have afforded me morning coffee quiet times. Yeah. Actually, daily. my morning coffee is pretty quiet, too. That's because you have I, the ability to tune out. everything out, <laughs> which is incredible and So, uh, maybe mine isn't guilt-free, but I think yours can be. Because you're not actually neglecting mine is children. guilt-free. You're right. But other things, I'm like... Anytime I'm doing something that, like, is not taking care of my kids, sometimes I feel guilty about that. Um, sitting in a coffee shop and writing. I, mm. I enjoy that. Laughing together at the dinner table with our kids. Mm. That's one of my favorite memories of growing up, too. But then when I look around and, we're, and they're laughing and they're playing jokes with Timmy and whatever, it's pretty good. Mm. I mean, it, it, like, dissolves into chaos in, like, two seconds because... As soon as you get joking, these kids start joking about inappropriate things. So. This is true. Poop jokes, etc. So, yeah. Um, and then, okay, one last question because we're getting long on time here. Um, what taboos on enjoyment did you grow up with, if any? These are questions, discussion questions yeah. from the book. It wasn't allowed. So, <clears throat> or and it's like, how does someone begin to reevaluate arbitrary rules that aren't based in scripture? I can't, I'm trying to remember, like, anything that I want to do that was fun that just straight up wasn't allowed. Anything on Sunday? No. That was just normal, because... Well, yeah, we had, to, we had church, and then had to do chores, but everything else could kind of happen on Sundays. Yeah. That was fun, right? Because you just got to play. Yeah, that's true. Did you have to do your piano practice on Sundays, or were you off the hook for that? I think I did. I can't remember. I never tried that to say, hey, this is the Lord's Day. <laughs> I probably tried it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you probably did. <laughs> I, did I did try that for cleaning house. <laughs> can't do this. What would Jesus think? <laughs> what else? So I, I know one thing that has limited me sometimes in having fun is, um, what is it? Uh, cheapness. Could be one. You're frugal. You don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Money. So 
I don't have that problem. Uh, yeah. Which is why I, which is which why, is why I, don't have my, I can't afford to have. <laughs> it's a little of a, uh, is that a chicken and an egg? I was or is that a... self, it's not a self-fulfilling prophecy. But I mean, you, you, you got a woman that would. Would spend money on me. Yeah. Yeah. Or on me. Yeah. So I think that's something I've had to learn on. a bit about of like, yes, I'm just going to spend this and, and not worry about it. Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah, it took me a while to get over like eating out at restaurants. My, was that after we were dating and you took me out exclusively to restaurants or was that part of the process? Uh, so when we were dating, <laughs> it was like, that was like the trial period or something. Once we were married, it took a while to get actually into like going out to restaurants going, yeah. again. Because I was like, well, we're already married. Like, <laughs> I don't have to impress you. Yeah. You can stop spending money now. Yeah. That's funny. Hey, that's funny. Okay. You want to hear some other funny things about yeah. marriage? <laughs> Tell them all our secrets, Willie. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it's, but we're talking about what were things that... What were you? What, yeah, what were you taboos on fun? I don't know. Like, I was kind of a sassy girl, so, like, anything that I wasn't supposed to do, I probably wanted to do. Hmm. But I think, like, I mean, I don't know if there was anything that was, like... Well, we... One of the things was, like, my parents were also were super intense about Sunday, just like your family. And, like, we, I was never allowed to, like, have a, a go to a sleepover on Saturday night. Hmm. That was, like, and we went, we always went to church. Like, we went to church when we were on vacation. We My parents would find a church and we'd go, and I we hated that. Partly because it was just, like, it's not oh, our church. We didn't. You didn't have go vacation. on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Pure pleasure. Pure. Um, <laughs> well, I guess they took pleasure in, in the work at their hand, which is. Yeah. And not paying for other people to do the work too. Yeah. Um. So well, I, no, no, I no. Notice... They would. Mom and Dad would go on vacation. Oh yeah, they would just leave you to do the work. <laughs> leave us with a hired. They no, are ideal with parents. With Graham and Grandpa, then it was it was fun. We have a lot of things to learn from them. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I didn't get to do sleepovers on Saturday night until I was old enough to be like, "Why don't you just pick me up?" Like, they, so that was our. That was the compromise with they would pick me up on Sunday morning and mm. I'd do this sort of like walk of shame to, to church. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a witness, I guess. I still hated it though. Yeah. I think for me too. Yeah. I don't think there was taboos. I think this is just personality though, that I was just too shy to like, to initiate things or to ask for things. And so to like, to start a new thing, you know, like a new sport or a new didn't Probably ask, until high school, I didn't think. Didn't you ask not to do figure skating? Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> but I did have to ask to do baseball and, okay. you know, and I was like, oh, can I do this? And then, and then in high school, I kind of like went back in my shell until like, probably like grade 11 or something. And then I was like, oh, then I went like did sports and went on the choir trip to Europe. That was fun. Choir. Yeah. Yeah. That time when I sang in Notre Dame Cathedral mm-hmm. before it burned down. So that that's going to be a... Oh, it's not pure pleasure. Anyways, that's historical significance. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that is all we have this week. Did what? What is the chapter title for next week? Do you have the book? Oh, I didn't have the book. Yeah, of course. Next you week it is how our pleasure pleases God. Hmm. I feel like he's gonna like riff on John John Piper right there, but we'll, we will see. Okay. Um, but this week we plan on releasing two podcasts because otherwise it'll take forever. So, yep. Um, keep your eyes peeled, not posted. Ears peeled. Ears, no. Eyes peeled. Ears open. 
You can't, you know, this is just a fascinating thing about human anatomy. You can close your eyes, but you can't close your ears. That is a true, true yeah. thing. You can shut your mouth too, though. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that now. So I think that's how we're going to sign <laughs> I was off. going to say, was that you telling me to stop babbling? or? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave your review. <laughs>